there was one wealthy businessman everything was all right in his life but he used to constantly lament so he went to his guru and said gurudev why do i lament so much what is the solution gurudev said look the solution is to get divine knowledge i can fix your lamentation we will sit every day and study the bhagavad gita we will go through the entire 18 chapters it will take 6 months for 18 chapters three chapters every month and by the end of it your lamentation will be fixed so he said gurudev i am in a hurry can't you do it more quickly gurudev said all right give me 15 days we will go through chapter 18 that will solve your problem gurudev can you do it faster all right we will discuss only one verse but we will continue to discuss for 6 hours 18.66 sarva dharman parityajya mam ekam sharanam vraja aham tvam sarva papebhyo mokshishami ma shucha so he said gurudev this is the age of instant rapidex english and instant coffee and 3 minute dhyanam so can't we have some instant enlightenment gurudev said just take this one fourth of that verse ma shucha don't do shok don't do lamentation shri krishna repeats this again and again in the gita nanu shoch tum arhasi naivam shoch tum arhasi ma shucha in fact he starts his discourse to arjun agatasu nagatasunscha pragyavadansya bhashate he says nanu shochanti pandita he says arjun while speaking words of wisdom you are actually very foolish shri krishna says to arjun he opens his discourse though you speak to be speaking like a pandit you are actually very foolish those who are truly enlightened nanu shochanti pandita they never lament why do they not lament because whenever there is a reversal they see it as an opportunity to rise higher in their spiritual practice they take advantage of the obstacle that has come to convert it into a stepping stone and go even higher when you get bhakti then what will happen these things will happen shri krishna says something similar yo narishyati nadveshti na shochati na kaankshati शुभा शुभ परित्यागी यो मत भक्त समे प्रिय दैट माई डिवोटी हु इज एंडाउड विद दीज क्वालिटीज इज वेरी डियर टू मी नारद जी इज सेंग द सिमिलर थिंग कृपालू जी महाराज से इज लुक कृष्ण इज गॉड एंड नारद इज दी अवतार ऑफ गॉड सो इट इज नेचुरल दे आर सेंग सिमिलर थिंग्स now which came first the geeta or the narad bhakti darshan the geeta came before kalyug began 
and Narad Bhakti Darshan came after. So that is why it's possible that Narad has picked up from there, whatever it is. He is saying that when you get bhakti, you will not desire material things because you have got something far more valuable. One person prayed to Lord Shiv and got a boon from him. Lord Shiv said, all right, beta, what do you want? The person said, Maharaj, if I say, give me a gold ring, give me this, give me that, it will finish in limited time. You give me a touch philosopher's stone, the paras. So I'll be able to make gold as much as I want. The Lord Shiv said, Tathastu. All right. You do one thing. Sanatan Goswami resides in Vrindavan, chanting the names of God. You go and get it from Sanatan Goswami. He will give it to you. So the man went to Vrindavan. He found where Sanatan Goswami was. And he said, Maharaj, I have heard from Umapati that you have a paras. Can you please give it to me? Sanatan Goswami said, you know, that garbage out there, uh, you have to dig into it and you will find the paras. So he went. Now he's starting digging garbage. You know, when they want paras, then they'll dig anything. <laughs> so digging the garbage, he found the paras. And he was overjoyed. But then he thought that why has this saint rejected the paras and put it in the garbage? So with the paras in his hand, he went to Sanatan Goswami. And he said, Maharaj, I have got this philosopher's stone. Thank you so much. But I have a curiosity. Why had you thrown it in the garbage? Sanatan Goswami said, if you want the answer to your question, you throw it back in the garbage and come. Only then I'll explain to you. There's a qualification required to answer, to understand the answer. So he went and threw it back there and came back. Then Sanatan Goswami explained to him the glories of bhakti, which is so much more valuable than one paras stone. So the man realized that somebody who has got bhakti, why will he hanker for paras? Shri Krishna says, Yallabdhva chaparam labham manyate nadhikam tata. One who achieves that divine bliss thinks, I am the most fortunate person in the world. And in that state, doesn't hanker for anything and doesn't get disturbed. Gurunapi vichalpate, even by the biggest miseries. That is because he has achieved something which is so valuable. So Narad says, Yat prapya na kinchid vanchati. Then you will not desire anything material. Na shochati. You will not lament. Like one Mahatmaji, he stayed in a dharmshala. Now that dharmshala had a lot of mosquitoes. 
دیو میکنگ میری آف مہاتما جیز باڈی گنے کا راس این آم کا راس سو ایٹ ٹو او کلاک نا اٹ واز ویری ڈفیکلٹ ٹو سلیپ مہاتما جی ڈیڈ ما شوچر نو لیمنٹیشن ہی سیڈ ایون دا مسکیٹوز ہیئر آر پروپکاری دے آر فلانتھروپک دے آر بینولینٹ اینڈ آر ہیلپنگ می دے آر سینگ وائی یو سلیپنگ گیٹ اپ اینڈ ڈو یور جپ کبیرا سوتا کیا کرے جاگو جپو مراری ایک دن ہے سو بنا لمبے پاو پساری کبیر جی سیز وائی آر یو سلیپنگ گیٹ اپ اینڈ ڈو یور بھجن بیکاز ون ڈے یو ہیو ٹو سلیپ ویری ویری لانگ اینڈ ڈیپ سلیپ سو دا مہاتماز سی دا پازیٹیوٹی ان ایوری سچویشن اینڈ ہاؤ ڈو دے سی دا پازیٹیوٹی دے یوٹیلائز دا نیگیٹو سچویشن فار دا اسپریچل ایڈوانٹیج دا مور اٹ از ڈیفیکلٹ the more it's an opportunity to increase tolerance, an opportunity to increase patience, forbearance, austerity, etc., etc. That is why Ma Shucha, this message is repeated again and again in the Bhagavad Gita and Naraji says, you will automatically, you will never lament if you get this Bhakti. And then he says, Nadveshti. You will not even harbor resentment or hatred for anybody. See, don't be attached. That's one aspect. Even more difficult, don't harbor any resentment. Why do we harbor resentment? When somebody does something bad to us, then we harbor resentment. Has anybody ever done anything bad to you? <laughs> yes, Swamiji. Why? Because this is an imperfect place. People are imperfect. No matter what you do, they will do bad to you as well. You cannot say, I am a good person, so you should not do any bad to me. That is just like saying there's a bull, you know, coming down the street. Everybody saying, run, run. And one man says, look, I'm a vegetarian. The bull will not hit me. <laughs> the bull doesn't care whether you are a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever. The bull will do its job. Similarly, there are dusht. There are evil people. There are normal people. There are all kinds of people. So no matter how good you are, people will do bad to you. Now, the problem is that if you start harboring resentment, then your mind goes away from God and Guru to the object of resentment. That is the problem. In other words, the bhakti gets finished. Like in attachment, similarly in dvesh, in resentment. Thus, mind is such a thing. Either you keep it in God and Guru, or you let it run. Now the mind is running in lamentation. Three years ago, my father died. Oh, oh, my father died. Oh, oh, so what will happen? Your mind has gone three years in the past. So in the present, the bhakti you were supposed to do is finished. If you want to do bhakti, then cut out the lamentation and get the mind back. 
And similarly, the mind runs away in resentment. So, oh, this person is very bad, this person is very bad. Now, instead of remembering God and Guru, you are remembering that person. Just like you would remember in attachment, in the same way you are remembering in hatred. So, both attachment and hatred, both of these need to be released if you have to free your mind to do bhakti. And to give up resentment is a bigger obstacle. But all the acharyas have emphasized it. That is why the Bible says, forgive thy enemies. Because actually your mind will become free by forgiving. Somebody said that the Nazis, they put me in those concentration camps and it was so painful. So the other guy said, have you forgiven them as yet? No, I have not forgiven them. He said, then you are still in the concentration camp. Your mind is still fettered with that resentment. So the resentment also has to be released. And how do you release the resentment? Again, by seeing the good in that situation. In other words, somebody is opposing you. Now, why do you feel resentment? You know, my material happiness, my material convenience, it got disrupted by that person. That is why you feel resentment. Now, change it. Okay, it got disrupted. It became an opportunity for spiritual progress. So if you change the values, my value is not material convenience. My value is spiritual progress. Then you will say it's a good thing. Somebody is, is opposing, that's really nice. That is the fastest way to progress. So one pracharika was telling me, that she said, Maharajji, I will not go and preach. There is too much a kusang, negative sentiments and opposition. So Maharajji said, Hare, kusang hai, to jarur jao. Where you have negative sentiments amongst the people, definitely go. It will help you cleanse your heart. See, Tulsi Das says, what is the way to cleanse your heart? You keep listening to Swamiji's lectures, after 100 lectures, it will still not be cleansed. But if you want to do it the fastest way, he says, Nindaka niyare rakhiye, angan kuti chabaya, nitasabun pani bina, nirmal kare subhaya. Find a critic, somebody who is exceptionally vituperative and whose words are so cutting and painful. Get that critic in your angan, in your courtyard. Put a tilak on his head. In other words, respect him. Go, carry on. And then the more he criticizes, you just, oh, so nice, so nice. Anything further to say? So your heart will be cleansed without soap and without water. In that adverse situation, if you can tolerate, somebody came, Are Swamiji, I've got this problem, that problem. How do I do sadhana? I said, just tolerate all the problems. That is the best sadhana. <laughs> right? So, it is your attitude that will cleanse you. So, when we 
Utilize the situation because you cannot control situations. What can you control? You can only control your own thoughts. One husband and wife went back to India. Now when the Indians go back to India, Chacha, Jija, Mama, all of them come. And they, the family politics is pretty huge, isn't it? <laughs> so one relative was, was exceptionally nasty towards uh, the wife. And the wife used to keep complaining to the husband that, you know, this relative naak me dam kar diya. <laughs> the husband said that, look, I totally commiserate with your problem. You have a valid point. This person is bad. But I can't do anything about it. This person has the right to be as he is. That is his freedom. I can't, do, I can't change it. But to get affected or not affected, that is your freedom. So the only thing we have control over is our own mind. And that is why negative situation circumstances will come. You change your attitude and take advantage of it. That is why the, the proper way of doing it is never resent. Like I always say, resentment is like taking poison and hoping the other guy dies. That guy did something bad, so you are resenting. This guy, this guy, I hope something bad happens, lightning falls upon him. But what is happening is the bad thoughts, they are causing your own harm. So you are taking poison and hoping the other guy dies. That is why when you get bhakti, your whole value system has changed. Are, what does it matter, this gain and failure in the world? I have got this huge treasure. And how can I increase it is the goal. So come on, more difficult circumstances. Sri Aurobindo says in his prayer, he says, Oh Lord, please don't be lenient with me. Oh Lord, please don't be lenient. If you find any stupidity in any fiber of my being, please take your sword and chop it off. In whichever way I get purified, I am giving you the freedom. Go ahead and do it. Because for me, that purification is the most important. So now that becomes the value system. Hence, Naraji says, Na dveshti, na ramate, sahi bhavati. That devotee does not raman, rejoice in the things of the world. In other words, you have a body, you have to eat. Sometimes there's a rasgulla, you eat it. Sometimes there's okhi roti, you eat it. But not, you know, that rasgulla doesn't have this flavor in it. Can you please give the other rasgulla? It is not good enough. Then that is the raman. There's one thing to utilize the material objects and there's another to rejoice in them. So, once having got this bhakti, now the devotee doesn't rejoice in the objects of the world and not sahi bhavati. He is not hankering for more, more, more. That is the utsa. Like the story of Rockefeller which I said, 
earlier on. John Rockefeller was the chairman of the Standard Oil Corporation. And he had a business decision to make. Goods of the Standard Oil Corporation had to be transported from Houston to Chicago by railroad. So the decision required was, should I get them insured or not? Insurance would have cost $150 for a millionaire. It was not a big deal. But that utsahi, I want more, I want more. So he said, let's take the risk and send it uninsured. Now the train departed from Houston and he came to know that a storm has developed in the way. So now Rockefeller started sweating. Oh my God, penny wise and pound foolish. I'm going to lose uh, tens of thousands of dollars in the process of saving $150. So he decided to use his clout. He was a big business magnate at that time, the richest man in the world. He contacted the insurance corporation. The insurance company had closed their office for the evening. He forced them to open it. And he reached their office because he was their big customer. And by midnight, he walked out of the office with the insurance paper in his hand. However, next morning, he got the news that the train and its good had reached intact. So when he realized that he has wasted $150 unnecessarily insuring them, he became so upset that for till 2 in the afternoon, he was walking up and down in his office room. That stress of business told on him. And his doctor warned him that if he continued in this manner, he would not live for more than three years longer. That was when he changed his lifestyle. So Naradji is saying that, look, all these things. First he said, this will happen. Now he's saying, this will not happen. I travel with 300 drivers every year. Right? So... They're different natures. A couple of drivers are such, they will keep on abusing all the other drivers. <laughs> what is the use of abusing them? One child, he went with his father in the morning. And then in the afternoon, he went with his mother. So he said, Mommy, where are all the idiots? <laughs> Mommy said, what idiots, beta? He said, we went with father and we, there were seven idiots we met on the road. <laughs> now there are no idiots. <laughs> so what do you do? There is no shortage of idiots in the world, isn't it? So why bother about that? This world is as it is. We have to complete our journey. And that is why we should not allow the world to disturb us. So by getting bhakti, you become free of all these, but as a sadhak engaging in bhakti also, it must be your effort to rid your mind of all these traps and not allow these sentiments to come into the mind. So, kamana, dvesh, rag, shok, etc. 
free your mind from that and then engage it in sadhana to get that divine treasure.